Welcome back. I'm Ismail Akhrin. Um, I'm your host. And uh, on this wintry, cold evening, remember, this is your Cape Talk. You can call us at 021-446-0567. Drop us a WhatsApp message at 072-567-1567. We want to hear from you. Join the conversation. Now, you know, this lockdown has driven very, very many of us nuts. It's taken us to the edge of insanity. Of course, I'm being facetious. But, you know, how do we deal with uh, uh, family situations, relationships, uh, work situations? And so many people are, you know, uh, just struggling to get, get by. And if anyone is familiar with board game risk, sometimes, you know... It, one gets a sense that we all we are, we would all worked hard at our game and strategy for 2020, and then the entire the entire board got flipped. So all plans, strategies, expectations, and assumptions got uh, turned upside down almost overnight. So we have on the line a family therapist and social worker, Talia Russell, who's going to you know have a brief chat with us about about how parents you know have had to multitask. Like never before, and family family systems, family relations have been placed under great pressure as we try to navigate lockdown. Uh, good evening, and uh, welcome to the show, Talia. Thank you. Hi. Good evening. Yes, we're you know we're you know I I should I should I should probably be a bit more humble, and I don't have children, so uh, let me let me just say, uh, how do parents navigate this with their children? It, you know, because you know uh, I think there's a lesson uh, in photography is that uh, the two things the most difficult to photograph are children and animals because <laughs> you can't tell them what to do. You can't tell them what pose to strike. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, and. I myself am currently in lockdown with both children and animals. Oh, okay. um, so yes, it, it certainly is an, an interesting um, experience for parents. It's um, look, we are as parents, it is a very full-on job um, and responsibility. And I think even more so now with lockdown, there's been no break. So whereas your kids could go to school mm. or they would go to a friend or even just the the school trip, you know, uh, driving to school or, or whatever, there's breaks in our daily routine from each other. We don't have that. So yeah. families are together pretty much 24-7, and, and it's not a holiday. Even though we, you know, life has slowed down to a degree, we are under more pressure than we've ever been. Right, right. I, I have, uh, um, as I said, I don't have children, but I have so many nephews and nieces i i stopped counting mm. um i come from a very large family and one of the things that i've learned is they're all wonderful and great but you know especially girls when they hit uh, 12 i back away and i suddenly say okay <laughs> you can have your children back now so you know yes. so the teenagers are notoriously complicated and now you pl- throw in this pandemic yes Exactly. Well, I mean, because for teenagers, what happens to them is developmentally, they need to pull away from their family. They must separate. Right. And in, in order so, and to find a new tribe, their friends. So in order to separate, what happens is they have to push against what they know. So that's why yeah. we know people have the stereotypes of the teenagers who are sulky and moody and just, yeah. you know, always doing the opposite. 
Um, but but actually that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Mm. And now we've thrown in lockdown where we're saying you can't really be with friends. So yes, they can socialize online, which they're comfortable with, but it's not the same. And so I think for teens, this is really, really tough for them because this is the time when they're supposed to be forging their own independence and they don't want to be at home or with their parents 24-7. Yeah, I suppose I I read a piece. I think it may have been in Canada. I know it was not the United States, where a, a, a mother complained. She was a friend of mine. Actually, complained that the, her children are actually begging, "Please, can I go back to school?" Yes. So where where in the world have you heard of children begging to go to school? And so you know Absolutely. things are, things have changed. It's up, the world's upside down at the moment. It is. And I mean, school fulfills such an important role, not just the academic um, yes, input, yes. but the socializing. It's, it's that whole, you know, I am who I am when I'm not a, in, in my parents' care. It's right. that identity that they're developing. So, yeah. yes, children are very eager to go to school. So so what are the, you know, let's, let's have two or three quick tips you would give mm. uh, parents uh, uh and and how do they to manage the anxiety in sending their kids back to school if they had no other option? Mm. Well, I think always my my top tip is communicate, talk, right. talk to them, ask them, you know, what their main concerns are. You'd be surprised about what their concerns might be, mm-hmm. um, and then try and unpack that with them. Not not to try and solve it yourself. Your job is to help your child figure out how they can solve it for themselves, mm-hmm. and you can be alongside them trying to figure that out. Um, and then ultimately, I think, you know, with teenagers, it's difficult because one foot is in child camp and one foot in adult camp. Mm-hmm. But, but the parents have got to be the parents, and you may have to make decisions that they don't like um, or to put things in place that you feel is going to keep them safe. Um, that they may disagree with or that mm-hmm. their friends are doing differently. And, and as hard as that is for parents, I think it's an important one that they put away up for themselves. What do they feel is in their child's best interest? I think it's no different from, you know, when your child, whether it's drinking or going out at night and the curfew, right. and you've got to figure out what works for your child that, that in, in their best interest. Yeah, and then the the one I think that is you also you're pointing to you have to check as an adult as a parent you have to check your own behavior. Absolutely. Well, you got to walk the walk here. So, and even more, I mean, always with children, but even more so with teens. Teens really like. They see it. They know it. They, you can't hide anything from them that you may be able to hide from a younger kid. So there's no point in trying to have these strict rules or expectations on your child if you're not following through on, in your own way. And, and that doesn't mean you have to, you know, live like a child. But I think you've got to understand that if there's expectations on, uh, on behaviors of keeping safe, you need to model that as well. And then, you know, there are difficult decisions that have to be made. And, you know, and yeah. it comes back to your, your first point of, you know, communication. Yeah. And I think what's so hard is these, these decisions, it's not clear. Everything's so uncertain. Yeah. Should they go to school? Shouldn't they go to school? Can they see a friend? Can they not see a friend? Yeah. Um, do we go to the shop? Do we, you know, that's what's the whole thing with COVID-19 is that every decision we already were overthinking decisions, a lot of parents, you know, mm-hmm. what choices. And now 
every decision has got to be overthought and there's just as many articles to tell you to send your child to school as there are to keep your child at home. Yeah, I, so, you know, I'm very much involved in that discussion and, and, and I'm so sorry to say I'm, I'm, I'm come on the side of don't send, please. Don't, don't, don't play risk with our children's lives. That's, you know, my view, but yeah. I could be wrong. Um, well, you see, but, and there will be data to support your evidence and there'll be data to go against your evidence. This is the biggest challenge with COVID is the, the lack of knowing, the uncertainty. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, so you know, before I let you go, let me just say I've got a. I, I wrote a column. Uh, it'll appear in the Herald tomorrow, where I um, I, I question um, an economist's uh, logic, who's who said that the data in Europe shows that children don't get uh, the virus and therefore send them back. And my response was. Um, you know, and since I'm, you know, I'm a political economist, and my response was, you know, we've been trying for 20 years as in, in academia and as to tell you that cookie cutter approaches don't work. Mm. What works mm. in Europe might not work in South Africa. There are no pit latrines in Germany or in Amsterdam. You know, mm. so mm. we have different sets of of conditions that we have to work with here. But um, and the other part is that, you know, as a lecturer, I used to always tell uh, students, just always remember this, every trick that you're trying to pull here, all your lecturers tried to pull the same trick when they were your, mm-hmm. your place. And so getting back then to children is to have them know that, you know, you know all the tricks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I think to now with them having to wear masks and how they're talking to me about how uncool it is. I mean, you think about a selfie that the <laughs> teens are on. So they never take selfies with their masks on. So th- there is that awareness that, you know, for parents, you can tell them and speak to them and they'll say, yes, 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 I will do that. And then in the heat of the moment, it's understandable that they, they want to be cool. They want to be accepted. And um, so it, it applies with COVID as well, same as we did when we were teens. Yep, that's precisely. Tanya, thank you so very much for coming on to the show and, and talking sure. to us. And, uh, you know, as you know, I may have said that I have no children, but, you know, and, and this is a terrible cliche, but we're all in this together. And, uh, you know, we yeah. just make an appointment to see each other, whether it's in three weeks and three months or three years, and but we'll see each other again. Michelle, Michelle. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Right. Thank you so much for Thanks. joining us.